This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Really, I guess the, the ultimate question is like, how much of getting the job in this case, if we, if we think of the, the combine as a job interview, how much of the job interview actually tells you about doing the job? Because if Bryce Young weighs in at 200 pounds, great, but like, what's he going to play at? Right. Like right. if him playing at 200 pounds is him playing too heavy because he can't move like Bryce Young, like I don't care that he doesn't weigh 200 pounds right. um, because I want him to go out and be the best football playing version of Bryce Young. And his weight has something to do with that because of his mobility and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I get it from like the dedication and like, can you prove it to me? Right. Yeah. But like, honestly, a lot of that feels like, you know, it feels pretty empty. It's a little bit like macho rah-rah for sure. Yeah. But it's also... You know people want to see that. Like, that, that's how I was as a player. That's how I was as a coach. Like, you know this is what they're looking at. You know this is what you're, you're going to be evaluated on. I've had months to get this ready. And if I'm not ready for this answer on the test, like, that's on me. And that's on my staff. And that's on my team. And what does that inform me about you? You know, like, right. you knew, like, everybody since the end of the season, Mel Kuyper, Daniel Jeremiah, any, any, Logan Paul, any personnel person you're talking about <laughs> right. is saying, is he going to weigh 200 pounds? Right. Just weigh 200 pounds. Like I said, it could be 12 pounds of water weight. Yeah. Coming away 200 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you ask all 32 GMs in the league, you'll probably get 32 different answers or you might get the same answer, but they value it differently. Yeah, sure. So it, it's going to be, it, it's going to be dependent on the person that you're talking to. But at, at the end of the day, especially for somebody who's looking at somebody like a Bryce Young, you're looking at somebody who's going to be the leader of your franchise. Yeah. So every little thing matters, right? How, how do you hold yourself accountable to certain things? Because if you can't hold yourself accountable to weighing in at 200 pounds or, you know, producing on a pro day, uh, how are you going to lead a group of men in the huddle in a two-minute situation, right? Like those, yeah. are, those and, are all things. And I also think that there's – Bryce Young is unprecedented because he would technically be the lightest, smallest quarterback ever to be drafted first overall. Yeah. And like the last quarterback that weighed under, I think, 195 that played significant minutes was like Seneca Wallace, right? Yeah. Right. Mike so Renner was talking about yeah, that. Yeah, there's not a week. lot of 
Which, by the way, that podcast feels like it was a month ago. I know, doesn't it? Because you're you're in you're in Indianapolis, baby. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I think that's part of it is you're kind of breaking expectations a little bit by being light. So if I can come in and be like a normal weight, like it, it yeah. just quiets some of that because like his his tape is fantastic. Like all like we mentioned tape compared to whatever. Like I don't really care about his weight. He could weigh 175. It really doesn't bother me because he is a special football player. But I know there's some old guard scouts. The first thing they say to you, I was talking to somebody last night. They were talking about corners. I'm like, oh, he's too small to play. I'm like, he has the best film of anybody in this class. He's got like a dog to him. And he's like, I don't care. He's too small. So just erase some of those concerns, if possible, you know, and just quiet some of that old guard scouting complex and just say, this is what we're doing. Well, that's the thing, though, is like, I don't know. This is where the NFL sometimes drives me nuts. And and I'll just, you know, NFL people can get mad at me. I don't care. Like some some people just get caught up in these things that act absolutely do not matter and it's just like there is a market inefficiency to be exploited by old guard nfl stupidity like if you are a new gm new scout new coach and you're willing to look past some of the things that do not matter you can get players at a much cheaper rate whether that's lower in the draft less money in free agency that are good or potentially even great football players because other teams will write them off because of things that literally do not matter well, yeah. and I want to ask you about this, Chris, because yeah. like there are there are physical barriers to entry, and you see sure, that yes. with like There's thresholds, right? Yeah, yeah like absolutely. like with like Olympic weightlifters, like they got yeah. short arms. Strongmen yeah. have long arms, yes. right? There's all these and corners who are absolutely. under six foot tend to have a harder time, right? Yeah. So yeah. like there is something to that, absolutely, yeah. And I think like quarterback hand size is like a, a big another one, one right? like offensive line arm length, right? Yes, like that's absolutely. a big one, you know. So I do think that that is something that from like a coaching standpoint. That needs to be acknowledged. Like you're not gonna, like you are not gonna ask. Yeah. So you can't, you can't coach your way. You can't. If I'm an NFL coach, if I'm an NFL GM, I can't coach somebody into bigger hands. I can't coach right. somebody into a uh, longer arm length, right? Can I coach technique? Can I get somebody's film? That's 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 something else, right? And then also what you were saying about GMs, I think it depends on their job security, right? Like if I know that I've got that's true. a good secure position, I'm willing to take a gamble versus. If I if I'm new to this, if this is my last year, I'm on the hot seat. I can't take this gamble, even if I think that this kid is going to make this number not matter. If I take this gamble and it doesn't work, that's my job, right? So it depends on the job security there. Because right. you're going against history, like yeah. even even these old guard st- scouts right. who are like anti analytics, like that's an analytic yeah. perspective. Right. It's like you. Like receivers under five nine, right? Historically, have not done well. There's like a sixty percent right. fail rate. Now, what? Now, what I will say though is, with all the rule changes, some of it that historical yeah. data has got to be thrown out the window a little bit because we're not hitting quarterbacks the way that we used to. Right. So the two hundred pound mark may not be as it's still important, but maybe maybe not as important now in two thousand twenty three as it was in nineteen ninety three. And that's true of every position. Like right. receivers aren't having to deal with the same type of press Correct. rules, right? The holding yeah. rules are different. Right. Offensive linemen uh, or defensive linemen specifically don't have to deal with the run quite as much because it's a pass-happy league. Yep. So, you know, uh, uh, Will McDonald, the fourth from uh, from Iowa State, who's 6'5", 235, one of the best pass rushers in the class. Like, it's okay. You're not that worried about it because you're like, he's not going to have to be, you know, stop an iso every single play it's just it's not as important because the game has shifted so i do think that's a great point the historical precedent has shifted pretty dramatically on some of these physical measurements yeah no doubt about it and that that's the thing is like you know to go back to kind of the the market inefficiency like the question is does the guy have the traits to overcome the one that he's lacking so like if he has 
short arms yeah. as an offensive lineman? Does he have the foot speed to make up for it? It's like, okay, yeah. you know, the, the arm length matters because I can keep a certain distance. Well, if my feet can get make up for that distance, well, I'm okay. And it's like, that's where scouting becomes part science, part art. Is like, yeah. can you separate out what matters, what doesn't? This number helps me identify this particular trait and it matches with the film and it matches with the analytic data on in terms of like what a PFF might look at in terms of win rates and things like that. Yeah. But the threshold thing is too, cause like, you know, the old Mike Tyson, like everyone's got a plan so they get hit in the face. Yeah. Like, okay, you could do it in the big 12, you could do it in the ACC, right. but like, can you overcome that deficiency in the same way in the NFL against the world's best athletes each and every week? Like, yeah. again, it's an imperfect science. It's an art in that way, but I do think that there are opportunities, especially to, to bring this all together as, as the game evolves and as it changes to find guys who are these hidden gems. And often the, we look back and it's like, well, he was actually awesome in college. And it's like, well, then, then maybe we should have paid attention to the production sure. over his arms being an inch and a half shorter than we wanted. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Yeah, but I mean, production will lie to you, you know, and I think like it's so funny talking to these coaches like last night or throughout the year. It's like mm -hmm. they want they want a little bit of a projection. And that's something I always have to remind myself when evaluating talent is as much as, you know, the film is really good. There has to be slack in the chain. There has to be kind of a opportunity for them to grow. Like there's a linebacker from Texas who's a converted safety and he's super raw but he's got long arms, he's tall, he's fast. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk to the coach, it's like, I love him because they see what I can coach him to. Like you right. were saying, Chris, right. I can coach him to whatever, like a, you know, a starting caliber linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's something that yeah. we who look at the tape and that's, to me, this is the perfect embodiment of the 40, right? We were kind of bringing it back full right. circle. It's yeah. like, does he have the physical characteristics mm -hmm. to kind of project higher than what his film is showing. Does yeah. that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah. but and that goes to like the interview process and all that and why it's just a part of the equation. Because right. if it's like, okay, he's got all the physical characteristics, why didn't he produce in college? You talk to the kid and you're like, you're not you're not very football smart. Yeah. Uh, okay, well that projection doesn't mean, like those physical traits don't project to anything other than a guy who could also perform well in the CrossFit games as opposed to a you know a <laughs> linebacker. Right. Um, but like, that's the thing, it's such a part and and, it's a weighted equation, but like, it's not really an equation. It's, it's that art element to the scouting and to, to drafting and, and, you know, picking the right free agent, et cetera. Right. I think you have to know what you're looking for too. Right. So I think yeah. you take a look at one of these GMs are looking for, and they're looking at the 40 yard dash and they might not be looking at this guy as a wide receiver. They might be looking at him as a tight end. They might be looking at him as a running back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think 
the best teams in the league, the GMs and the coaching staff are lock in step with who they're drafting and what they're drafting them for. We're drafting them so that they can star in this role. Maybe not the role that they played in college, right? right? right. In basketball, we talk about all the time, like, hey, you don't need to be a star. You need to be a star in your role. Because if you play for the Boston Celtics, you're not going to shoot shots that are not catch and shoot unless your name is Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, <laughs> right? Right. So don't practice those moves. So when you're when you're drafting somebody, I might not be looking to draft the best wide receiver because I'm not throwing him the ball if I've got, you know, if I'm the Detroit Lions and I've got – yeah. I'm going to Ross St. Brown, or if I'm the Washington Commanders, I've got Terry McLaurin, I've got Jahan Dotson. I don't need the best wide receiver. I need somebody who's going to go win that jump ball yeah. in the red zone. You need zone. a specific need, skill set? Yeah. yeah. You need so, a special so teams drafting, guy. A, a perfect example of this is like Kyle Shanahan. They always draft that Kyle Juszczyk type of player. Yeah. He's always got that F back everywhere he's gone. He had it in Atlanta. He had D.Y. Yeah. when we were with the Washington Commanders, and D.Y. was a linebacker yeah. at Villanova. So they're looking for specific skill sets, and can you can you do what we're going to have you do, right? Because we know the role that we're looking for, and can you fill that role? Yeah. I do think it takes a really creative person to do that. Like Kyle, I remember having a conversation with him about J.D. McKissick, his first year in Atlanta, and he was like a fringe wide receiver. Right. And then J.D. went to Seattle, and they converted him to running back. Yep. And so Seattle was just matching J.D. with, like, base defense. Right. And Kyle's like – Seattle wasn't doing anything creative, but Kyle was. I remember watching film with Kyle of JD, and he was like, they could line him up at receiver, and he would get a linebacker every single time. Yeah. And I felt like that was the transition, right? Seeing a skill set yep. in a run in a receiver, saying he can play running back, and we can get these. And like, look at his whole every single player on that offense yep. in San Francisco is that type of player. Yes. It's right. someone who's a little bit in between. Like yeah. George was a little bit short, a little bit underweight, but he's like hyper explosive and really good at what they need him to do. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, right? Just the list, go, just go down the list. And they've kind of made an art yeah. of finding that kind of tweener guy and finding a role in the offense for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think like to go back to your NBA analogy, there's everyone's just looking for basketball players now. It's not like, oh, we need a point guard. It's like, oh, we need a basketball player. Yeah. And if we could have a, and Golden State was the ultimate example because they would literally play this lineup of Steph Curry and then four, six, seven guys who could shoot, dribble, defend. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like, yeah, we'll make it work. Yeah. And they did. They and did. they were the best, like it's one of the best live lineups in NBA history. If you look at some of the advanced metrics, because they were just good at everything. And in a way, that's what Kyle's created. But it doesn't have to be that in terms of like, oh, we want a bunch of sure. versatile sure. skill set guys. Yeah. Like you have to know exactly what you're looking yeah, for. Exactly. And some teams might be like, if we can get a traditional Z or a traditional X or this particular type of type of tight end, or, you know, I think, Line play gets you excited. Yeah, like, it's gonna be very excited. Yeah. <laughs> offensive line play, like we've talked about Caleb McGarry a ton. Atlanta, super valuable for yeah. uh, them. They'll probably resign him because he is exactly what they need. Right. Other other teams, uh, if they sign Caleb McGarry, gigantic waste of money. Right. Because they want a specific skill set in their tackles and their center and their guards. Right that doesn't translate to other systems. And it goes back to the evolution of the game, too, of like, yeah. are you yeah. looking for a defensive lineman that's a 330-pound nose tackle anymore? No, that guy's going to get run off the field. Yeah. Um, and I, I think you told the story in the middle of the season where yeah. or, where Kyle with Vince Wilfork, yeah, yeah. did this yeah. with Vince Wilfork, where he, he changed personnel every single play. So Vince Wilfork had to run to the sideline, run back, run to the sideline, run back, and just gassed him. Like, yeah. there, that kind of stuff is going to happen more often now. Yep. 
Um, but there's also but value it's, for it's so you know, funny, Jordan though. Davis in Philadelphia. That's what I say. Like, it's so funny because now, because of how the college game is, that bigger interior guy who can take a double team becomes more valuable because people are playing. This is we're getting into like football nerd stuff here, but they're playing softer coverage shells. Have you listened yeah. to our podcast? Right. Yeah. Softer coverage shells. They're not playing the plus one kind of in the box stuff. Right. So that person who can eat a double team, yeah. Yeah. be kind of in the dark arts of defeating run blocks is now getting pushed up boards like the nose tackle from uh, Michigan. Very not productive, big, big time athlete. But they're like yeah. that big body who can move like that. He's going to project to someone that in like a um, in a in a in a um, who's the he's the head coach in um, with the Chargers now. Uh, Staley Staley, yeah. who plays these soft coverages. He's yeah. a perfect fit because yep. he takes the pressure off the linebackers to make plays and run and hit. So right. I think it's interesting how the league shifts in certain ways. And now I think they're kind of trying to shift back to like these like this old lineman heavy heavy league. It reminds me of a funny story that happened here at the combine a few years ago. They were doing like an NFL Legends thing, and they were celebrating Big Orlando Pace. Oh yeah. And, and I remember seeing Orlando Pace compared to the guys that were coming out in that draft. Yeah. It was just a different body type of left tackle, right? And I think it's kind of emblematic of what we were just talking about with Vince Wilfork running on and off the field, where the defense has to adjust. Defenses have adjusted to the offenses running stretch zone mm -hmm. instead of head on the hat blocking. Yeah. And now that defenses have adjusted, offenses are now adjusting back to, right. all right, well, you can't play us hat on a hat anymore no. because you drafted defensive linemen who can't stop right. the run. So, yeah, it, it's interesting to see. It, it's almost – it reminds me of the, the Randy Moss draft too, right? When Randy Moss was in the division, everybody in that division just started drafting DBs yeah. because it, it, for us to get out of this division, we got to beat Randy Moss. For us to get out of the AFC West – we're going to have to cover people in Kansas City, yeah. right? So um, it's really interesting to see how the league just kind of goes in waves it's like cyclical, that. It's cyclical, yeah, yeah, for sure.